You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Get from under your circumstances. You don't have to be under your circumstances. Your circumstances can be under you. Come on, somebody say, I'm over my circumstances, not under my circumstances. Because when I receive the grace of God and I give breath, I can reign in life despite all the circumstances. I was at a game yesterday with my daughter's, um, uh, my granddaughter's soccer, uh, soccer game. They've been trying to get me to come, but it's been cold. They've been out there playing soccer in 30 and 40 degree weather. I said, I'm a grandparent. I don't have to do this. Y'all got to do this. When you going to show up when it's warm? So it was a nice day yesterday, and I went to the soccer game. Praise God. It was like 68, 70 degrees. Praise God. Okay, but I was talking to my son, my grandson, while I was there, and I was talking about some things. I said, you need to understand. I said, as Christians, I said, no matter what's going on in school, I said, we, we always believe things are going to get better. I said, we don't, I was basically explaining to him, we don't get under our circumstance. I said, there are things we don't control. I said, we can't control. I said, that's what God's for. I said, there are things when we don't know what to do. I said, that's what God's for. I said, we're people of faith. And because we're people of faith, we believe God's got, his, God, God's got this thing under control. I said, because we're people of faith, we believe some kind of way it's going to work out for our good, even if it's not working out for our good right now, the end of this is going to be better. I said, that's how we believe. I said, you understand that, um, grandson? Yeah. I said, we, we keep believing. We don't get under our circumstances. Come on, say it. Say, I refuse to be under my circumstances. Come on, online. Put it on the chat. I'm not under my circumstances. Amen. I'm not under my circumstances. Right? Um, let me move on here. So, one of the other things I want to talk about tonight that we receive as a result of the grace of God, I wanted to catch this. And I thank God, man, we have, we have some, some wonderfully accomplished people in this church. And some of y'all take that for granted. It, it, or, or y'all need to understand, I mean, it, no, 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 it's wonderful. No, it's wonderful. It's wonderful that we can have educated, sophisticated, degreed, multi-degreed folks who got all kinds of degrees in education and still run around the church. Y'all, you see, some of y'all don't know and say uh, because, be, uh, um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I still praise God. I still shun die and shun do and all of that. Come on now. Because I recognize that everything I have, God's given it to me. Amen. See, there, there, there are people who, who when, when they get a certain, to a certain status, they think they need, to, they need to go to a more subdued kind of church, okay, where, where, we, where we all act like, um, like we was born with everything we have. Some of us, we recognize, no, it's God's grace on my life. Come on now. And, and, and all of you don't have the necessary, the, the, you know, when, I always, always laugh when I hear people saying, say stuff like, you know, I come from humble beginnings. You hear people say that? I'm like, humble? Well, I wish I had some humble beginnings. That, that sounds so bougie to me when I hear people talk about humble beginnings. Boy, when you come out the projects, 
like I did on welfare, single parents, you know, of uh, uh, five kids, and, and some of y'all, some some of y'all come from a, some uh, uh, contretto. So what's the contretto? That's the country ghetto. Okay, y'all come from the contretto, the country ghetto. I didn't know there was such a thing until 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 when we started having these other campuses, and I started driving around South Carolina, I, a fields, and then a boarded-up building. I said, "This is a contretto. We just have we just have boarded-up buildings in a row in the city. He, they got boarded-up building, then a field, then another border, and then a that's a contretto. It's the same thing, you know, uh, uh, you know, up north." We got the projects down south. We got the trailer parks. Okay? Sometimes the same economic status. And some of us, to see where God has brought us now, come on now, we, we, we can't get so sophisticated that we stop praising, that we stop rejoicing, that we stop recognizing, man, it hasn't been this way always. And, and talk, talk, talking about responding with love, you know, I, I, Lord Jesus, I, I watched a little bit of listening, listening to some of the the the, uh, the hearings Let's about uh, Katanji um, uh, Jackson, Jackson, um, Jackson Brown, right? Brown Jackson, Brown Jackson, and I listened to some of these folks. Oh Jesus! But what I, what I got to say about Judge Katanji when the president introduced her. And when she had her opening remarks for, before the Senate Judiciary Committee, she immediately acknowledges, she says, she says, I recognize God brought me to this moment. I recognize the people on whose shoulders I stand. I recognize that this is a historic moment. You no, know she said, I recognize this ain't nothing but God. And the truth of the matter is, y'all, whether she gets approved or not, I believe she will, but whether she gets confirmed or not, it's the grace of God that brought her this far. Amen. And watch this. If she just go back to where she was, that was a, that's the grace of God. To be, come on now. And so you got to recognize that. And, and I said this here today. Even if you don't get your next promotion, you need to give God praise that you're at this place where you are right now. So for some of us, if we don't go any further, God's already done enough. If I don't get a bigger house, man, I thank God for this house. If I don't get a better car, man, there was a time I didn't have a car this good. And we, and, and we, we got to recognize that all of our success, all of our accomplishment, all, all of our status, especially for us as African Americans, let's make it get down to the nitty gritty. Man, the God's been good to us. That's, David recognized that when he says in 1 Chronicles 29, and the people gave all that money equivalent of millions upon millions to build the temple. He said, God, who are we? And what are we? Who are we, your people, that we're able to give like this? Who are, we, who are we that we're able to give like this? Everything we have comes from you. Know what he was recognizing? God, your grace provided this for me. He recognized, listen, watch this. I'm the king over a nation, and my father didn't even recognize me. Never mind the whole nation recognized me. My father didn't even recognize me. And you raised me up and made me king over these people. God, you are good God. So we got to recognize all of our success, all of our accomplishment, and all of our status is because of the grace of God. So you don't become so bougie you don't praise. You don't become so educated that you can't serve. Are y'all hearing me? 1 Corinthians 15 and 10. This is what Paul says. But by the grace of God, I am that I am. 
doctor, lawyer, nurse, teacher, bus driver, whatever you are. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. Take that grace and do something with it. Take that grace and reign in life. Take that grace and, and, and be great in the kingdom of God. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. He said, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Watch this. And then he catches himself. When he thinks he's giving too much credit to himself, he said, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I. Yeah. But he said, it really wasn't me. Paul, Paul, he really wasn't me, but it was the grace of God which was with me. So Paul said, recognize, yeah, I may have worked to have this ministry, but without the grace, I couldn't work. Okay, well, I worked, I, I worked hard. Well, God, God enabled you to work hard. There's people wish they could work soft. <laughs> There's people wish they could work easy. It's God that enables you to work hard. There's people, there's people right now who don't have the activities of their limbs. There's people right now who, if they could, they would be here. They would be doing something else. God, it's God's grace. Don't forget that. I know, I know it seems so elementary. You know, my son Daniel, every day he wakes up and he doesn't tweet a whole lot. He don't say a whole lot, I, even when I try to beg him to say it. But every, every day he, 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 he tweets every day, thankful for another day. Thankful for another day. Every day you wake up, God, thank you for another day. Your grace kept me. You wake up every morning, you're hearing about these, these, these tornadoes and hurricanes, and, and you got wake up, God, thank you for keeping me another day. A couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I had never experienced anything like that, even when we went to Oklahoma. Uh, what was that? In the beginning of January, where we had that, 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 wind, that windstorm. Lord Jesus, I'm laying there going, the blood. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. This house will stand. Y'all remember that? Y'all probably was sleeping. I couldn't sleep. That wind was blowing. That wind was blowing, 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 blowing. I woke, and when I woke up, I had four trees down on my property. Thank God none of them hit my house. None of them came through the house. Unfortunately, we, we, we have someone in our church who's, who's, a, who's a close relative. A couple years ago, a tree fell through the house, and, and, and it was a fatality and killed her. Come on, we, we need to just think all those little things that we think mean nothing. And you young, younger people here, and some of them are here, some over in youth, and maybe some of them are watching. But this week, my son told us, this week, at least three people, well, three young people, somewhere between the ages of, of 14 and in their 20s, yeah. that, those are the ones we heard about. 14-year-old, what is a stabbing, okay? A brother stabbed a brother and killed him, 14 years old. Then, then, my, then my son says, Dad, um, th th this other, somebody else I went to school, me and Tyler went to school with, he got shot and killed this week. Then, then he came, he, come, he said, Dad, another, another young lady um, who we went to school with, she was, I, I don't want to disparage her name or anything, but I believe he said she was at a club or out or something, put her head down on the table and died. These are, these are young people. I told y'all it was, I, I was in my 50s before one of my classmates died. I was in my 50s. Young people today, a couple years from, uh, many of them, while they're in high school, got classmates 
who are either getting killed or died tragically. Come on. That's why I also said you need to lay hands on your children every day, anoint them with oil, speak the, speak the, the covering of God over them, the grace of God, the blessing of God, the favor of God. Declare that they're covered by the blood of Jesus. It's by his grace that we are what we are. Philippians 3, 4 through 11. Paul says, and I'm reading this from the New Living Translation, Translation to make it very practical to us. Philippians 3, chapter 4 through 11. And Paul's saying here, I think there's a, I think, I'm not sure if this script where he says, he says, I, one place he says, I speak as a fool. When he starts boasting about himself. He said, I'm speaking as a fool. If I was foolish enough to take all the credit. Okay. But in this context, Paul says this. Philippians 3, 4 through 11. New Living Translation. He says, though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could. He said, if anybody got done some stuff, got some accomplishments, could rest in their laurels, he said, it would be me. He said, indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old, according to the law. That's fulfilling the law right there. He said, I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew. I ain't from the lost tribe. I know what tribe I'm from. I'm from the, I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. In case y'all don't know who that is, that was the tribe of the original king, not the replacement king of David. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. But no, he's basically saying that I'm royalty. Okay? He said, uh, and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one, I'm a member of the Pharisees who condemned the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. In other words, for Paul saying, I'm a member of the Pharisees, it's equivalent to saying today, I'm an Ivy Leaguer. Okay? I'm highly educated. Pharisees were considered the elite of the religious leaders and the educated. It was the Pharisees who, when they saw Peter and John, they saw that they were ignorant and unlearned men. They hadn't been educated like them. They would never have said that about Paul. They could not call Paul ignorant and unlearned. Paul was highly educated, which is why God could use him to cross cultures. You follow me? All the others, all they, they hadn't been exposed. Paul knew Greek culture. Paul knew Roman culture. It's believed he knew several languages. That's why when Paul goes to, goes to Greece and he goes to Athens and he sees, and, and, and he sees uh, uh, the, all these statues to the various gods, he said, uh, I see, he said, I, be, I behold your, 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 your devotions, your, your shrines. He said, I perceive you're very, you're very stupid, you're very superstitious writing on the wall. <laughs> okay? He said, he said, and you got one statue, the unknown God. And so he was able to relate on so many levels. He was highly educated. Okay, he, that's why he says, I'm a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He said, uh, um, and then verse 6, he says, I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. He said, you need to understand, I was being rewarded for what I was doing. I wasn't hiding. I, I was deliberately, intently trying to stop this sect, these crazy people talking about this Jesus. I'm trying to keep people true to the God of Abraham. That's what he thought. He said, he said, I was zealous, meaning I was doing this for noble religious purposes and for the righteousness and for right and as for righteousness. He said, I obeyed the law without fault. 
Now, we know that, we know that it, was, it was impossible to really obey the law without fault. Okay? It was, you know, because, because you can cross the T's and dot the I's, but then you forget to circle the U's and, and, and finish the O's. It was always something, but what he means is as far as anybody could see. You know what he said? Nobody would ever catch me washing my hands. I mean, we eat without washing my hands. Nobody would ever catch me eat, eating something I'm not supposed to eat. Nobody would ever catch me working on the Sabbath. Nobody would ever catch me not being in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. That's what he means there. He, in, terms of, in terms of self-righteousness, y'all with me here. Verse 7, he said, I once thought these things were valuable. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. He said, I thought I was somebody until I met Jesus. <laughs> I thought I had it going on until I met Jesus. I was boasted by all my accomplishments, and I thought I was righteous until I had an encounter with Jesus. Verse 8, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it as garbage. For his sake, all my degrees mean nothing. For his sake, all my world's travels mean nothing. For his sake, all my, all my uh, most successful under 40 and, 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 the, and the, uh, uh, the one who's, who's, who's chosen to be the most successful. He said, all that means nothing. All my accolades, all my awards, all my medals, all my, all my biographies, all my, it means nothing once I understand the grace of God. For his sake, I discarded everything else, counted as garbage, so that I can gain Christ. The King James says, I count it as dung, D-U-N-G. That means re refuse, refuse. That means excrement. And for those from the country, that means doo-doo. Paul said, it's nothing. Look at this. He says, I count it as garbage so that I can gain Christ and become one with him. He said, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith that is in Christ. How do we become righteous? Through faith. Look at this. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death so that, that, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Paul said, everything I am, I submitted that to Jesus. Now, I want you all to understand this. Again, we have highly accomplished people in this church. I mean, we got, we got, we got, uh, um, we got several, a couple of brothers in our church, young men, young men in their 20s, maybe right at 30, okay, who are getting ready to get, who, who, who are getting ready to get PhDs next month. Black men. Come on now. And that, that's to be commended, okay? Uh, that, that, that's to be commended. One of them... One of them uh, never knew his natural father, okay, or, or, or had a relationship with, with, with his natural father. And so, and so God can do great things. And, you know, thank God for all of our education. You all know I promote education. We encourage education. We give, you, we give you money for getting educated. We give you scholarship to help you get educated. But all of our education, all of our accomplishments, we need to take that and say, Colt, now, Lord, I want to use this for your glory. 
You know, Dr. Daniels here tonight. Dr. Daniels, when, when I first, I, I think I came to him first when we got in touch with the Bionies and we, we moved up and we went to visit Ghana and we saw different things. And I came back and I started talking to him about maybe we can partner and do some medical missions and all that. He had never said this to me. And, I, and when he came to our church, he was a, he was a resident, right? He was a resident, right? He, he, he was in residency when he came to our church. And he came to our, our little church. He came to our little church down on 30, at 3801 River Drive. And, um, and when he said to me, he said, I always had in my heart that I want to do medical missions. He said, oh, he, he said I always had in my heart. And watch this. And then I think one time he was talking, he said, he said, and now because I run my own practice, now I have the freedom. Now I have the freedom to go do what I want to do and to go and travel or, or to do things I want to do. He said if I was working for a hospital or working for some large medical practice, I wouldn't have the freedom to do that. See, when you want, come on now, when you want to use whatever God's given you for his glory, he'll open up all kind of doors for you. I keep telling God wants us to be billboards for him. He wants us to be billboards for him. God don't have any problem you being blessed and educated and great and having money, being millionaires and multiply. But God wants, to, God wants you to say, I did it for you. God wants the glory. And so you have to recognize it's the grace of God that allowed us to reach whatever status in life that we have reached. And wherever you want to go, it's the grace of God that's going to take you there. Amen. Let's keep going here so I can get done. Jeremiah 9. 23 through 24, it says this, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. When it says glory means boast, be so proud of, of his wisdom, or the mighty man glory in his might. Let, the, let not the rich man glory in his riches or his money, but let him that glorieth glory in this, what's that? That he understandeth and knoweth me. That I am the Lord which exercises, here we go, loving kindness, another word for grace. Acknowledge that I gave, I extended my grace to you. I exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. That verse from New Living Translation says, this is what the Lord says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful boast in their power or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love. That's my grace. And who brings justice and righteousness to the earth, and that I delight in these things, I, the Lord, have spoken. And when you understand what God's done for you, that everything you have comes from him, that it's in him you live, you move, you have your, you have your being, you're not trying to abuse the grace of God. You're grateful for the grace. You're thankful for the grace. And, and it's not that I'm a, watch this, I'm not scared of God, but I fear God. The Bible said, the Bible, that scared in that context was, is where the Bible says, First John, fear has torment, okay? But, no, I, but, I, uh, but I fear the Lord, meaning I reverence him and I respect him. 
there, there's some of y'all who you may talk all kind of ways, and you're being convicted even as I'm teaching this, okay? But you wouldn't talk that way to me, or you wouldn't talk that way around me because you respect me too much to talk like that around me. There's some of you who say all kind of things and talk all kind of ways, but you wouldn't let that be heard, or you wouldn't say that around your mama because you respect her so much. You all understand what I'm saying, right? Okay? Some of us, we were taught, it's a whole new, it's a whole new day now. Okay? Because even we cuss as kids, you didn't cuss around adults. Kids will cuss around adults, and if you say something, they'll cuss you out. Okay? But we were taught to respect our elders, and we wanted them to look at a certain way. If we can understand that about having respect for man, having, having respect for our elders, having respect for our older relatives, how much more should we have respect for God? in terms of how we live our lives and not abuse the grace of God and say, well, he's a forgiving God. It don't matter. He, he's a forgiving God. It ain't like this whole thing of, it ain't like a, uh, I, don't, I ain't gonna go to hell. So now we, we you know, we, when you live your Christian life just based upon heaven or hell, you don't really have a relationship with If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.